for either sound either the either LDs or the destroyed academy I'll take the uh, destroyed academy I'm betting Academy stuff. He is raring to go, and he wants to chat with you. Detective Lake. Detective Lake. Detective. Hi, LD. Hey, good afternoon, Joe. We haven't spoken for a while. No, we've been, you know, a lot of cases to be going through, and uh, I'm just looking over the files right now. Are you in the back room with your feet on the desk and the <laughs> bottle in the uh, open drawer? That's right. I just put the old tub away last week. Looks like just about in time. Is the willowy blonde out front to fend off clients? She is keeping uh, control over all things. Uh, you're right. I have an email to read you. Okay. From Mike. Uh-huh. I have a lake question. I know it's not the season for lake questions, but this is about ice. Why is the ice so thin or non-existent under bridges? I grew up around Lake Minnetonka, and there were always people going through the ice under the bridges, and there was always open water there. The rest of the shoreline has no problem gaining ice, and shallow areas seem to ice up just fine, but there is always a problem around bridges. I don't know if the lake detective needs to be asked about this. Maybe you guys know the answer. No, that's why you got cold. Ah. The only thing I can think of is maybe current, but in a lake like Minnetonka, there really isn't much current. Thanks. Mike Hawley, Watertown, South Dakota. You have never been stumped. Well, I think he, he was on to something, actually. If you think about it, we can blame the railroads. Whenever they were building a bridge across the lake, to minimize the amount of work they had to do for building a bridge, they would just extend the banks out so that you could minimize that span. It made it a lot cheaper. Oh. Well, in the process of that, it also you know put that constriction there, so there is going to be a current. All lakes, the water is constantly moving in these lakes. It doesn't look like you know a river, but that water is moving about a half a half an inch a second, and there is constant movement going east to west and north and south. And so there is a current, and where you have that constriction, whether it's a road, you know, a road or a, or a ra- or a railroad, you're going to have accelerated movement there, and that the moving water is keeping the ice thin and sometimes open. That's what I'm talking about. That is Rob. absolutely fascinating. It would never occur to me to bring the railroads into this. Ah, well, there's a <laughs> they used to move some dirt around. You, I mean, if there was a you know, if there was a lake sometimes, they're not going to go around the lake. They're going to go right over it, right through it. They uh, they made some major changes in uh, lakes and rivers and everything else, and uh, they weren't afraid of moving some uh, moving some dirt. Just a minute. i got to play something. Okay. 
you'll learn more here by accident <laughs> than elsewhere by design. That is unbelievable. Uh, and, and, of course, your answer is uh, to be written in stone. There can be no <laughs> other answer other than that which uh, Steve McComas of Blue Water Science. We have, a, <laughs> we have radio's only lake detective, and, and uh, what a sterling, sterling answer. So that water under there is moving, even though we don't think it is. That's right. Absolutely. And if you look at almost any road construction, whether it's a railroad or a, or a regular old you know road road, they they usually try to minimize that span. Okay, so, now I don't want to uh, I don't want to throw a monkey wrench in here, but if the water throughout the lake is moving, it's moving out in the middle of the lake. Sure is. Why is that freeze? Because because that's moving slower. It doesn't have that constriction. Doesn't have that bottleneck that forces. Uh. To uh, you know, through a small space, uh-huh. so it's out there. It's just mm-hmm. it's moving though. Mm-hmm. If you put it, sometimes during the summer, there's in fact there's even microstratification. They call it. You can have water moving one way. You have water moving on top of water. So wow. that is what I call going it. East west. The other water is going north south. Wow. Microstratification. <laughs> That's right. You're uh, you're settling in for the long winter. Yep, we're just kind of looking over the files. Uh, we put some of our scuba diving gear away, and but you know the boat that that tarp can always come off. It's not too hard to get it back into condition if the case arises. Well, you've got a lot of lakes that aren't even frozen yet. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, we've had lakes have been frozen, unfrozen, refrozen, and thought again. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but you've seen that condition before in your life. Oh yeah, that yeah. happens. You know, we're not that far off. My rule of thumb has always been, if you can go, if you can play hockey on a pond on Thanksgiving, yep. that's going to be a tough winter. And this year, we weren't that far that, that far off. Right, right. And, and uh, uh, do you have uh, uh, specimen bottles of milfoil and things that you gaze at during the winter? <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple new uh, new bottles here. We're, we're, we're looking at zebra mussels and starry stonewort to boot. So we've mm-hmm. got quite a, quite a collection here. That starry stonewort is a new uh, phenomenon, isn't it? That's something. Yeah. yeah. We're, it's brand new. I mean, talking about a, re- a real investigation, that is some lake detective work because yeah. we, have, we don't know much about it. Right. So I am checking out the clues as fast as we can. Water under the bridge uh, might be thin or doesn't freeze because it's constricted, and that constriction would cause the water to move a little faster. That's right. That's, um, there's somebody, somebody's law. You are you are the lake detective, and you've never been stumped. Conservation of mass. Thank Mer- you, Joe. Merry Christmas to the lake detective. Never Can't been wait stumped. for his card. Never been stumped. His card will be coming soon. Oh, yeah, it's got the mill foil yes. on Yes. Detective. Like ornaments? Yes, I love it. Detective. He's got ornaments hung on mill foil. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Detective. The only way, and he's the only one that can do that. Because we don't scuba detective. dive. Well, I'm going to try again uh, to get to the uh, Destroyed Academy as soon as you take us to a break. We can do that when we come back for That's sure. That's what I mean. That's what I'm discussing. Yeah. 
A meeting of healing. Healing. Took place at the University of Connecticut. Okay, UConn. In response to a conservative speaker's appearance at the school last week. The gathering co-sponsored by Brothers Reaching Our Society, BROS, and the NAACP, aimed to create a safe space for people to come and discuss their feelings about Tuesday night's events. Is this like last the week. people of color section in the, uh, was it Green no, This State? is the group that sought the healing space, ah. was the bros in the NAACP. What's up, bros? Lucian Wintrick, White House correspondent for the Gateway Pundit, was arrested after a physical altercation with a woman who took his notes. Uh, the woman in question turned out to be an administrator at a community college. Some students condemned the university for allowing Wintrich to speak. Wintrich is the prime example of the Trump administration student Stephen Sam, who is president of Bros, told the student newspaper. He likes to troll people on social media. Wendy Mart, a first semester student who protested outside the event, told the Daily Campus she wants police to apologize for prioritizing Wintrich's protection over protesters' protection. At the end of the day, huh. they're here to keep us safe, Mark told the paper. They're here to make sure we don't feel this way. There's a kid in college who believes it's the role of the police to safeguard the way she feels about things. This is not, this is not good for the future. Abby Katz, treasurer of the Black Students Association, told the Daily Campus, as soon as I walked into the room and saw police officers and event staff, that's when I started to feel threatened. Nicole Hamilton, treasurer for the school's NAACP chapter, added that this just isn't a UConn issue. This is an American issue. So uh, I don't know about this fellow, Uh, Lucian Wintrick, uh, a correspondent for the Gateway Pundit, but his speech was, it's okay to be white. Ah. Now, you can argue whether that's wise counsel, uh, given, given the fact that he knew that these snowflakes would feel unsafe by that. Right. So maybe that's a speech you just as soon not bring to the college campus. Uh, and nevertheless, he did. And uh, they went crazy because he, he's a conservative and he's not towing the, uh, the failed academic line. Uh, but I think more telling is the idea that you actually have students there who uh, feel that uh, the police are here to make sure we don't feel this kind of way. I don't even know what that means. How do you get to that path in your life? That... I don't know. <clears throat> we're doomed. I, I do know that. We're, we're absolutely doomed. Uh, but uh, we've we figured out what safe means. We figured that out maybe last week. Safe means you're correct, and any challenge to you being correct about anything would make you feel threatened. <sighs> Thus, you need your safe spaces, and you need healing, and you need to overcome the trauma. You need of, to grow up. You need, yeah. You need to grow up. Yeah. And you need to overcome the trauma of a, of a conservative being on campus. Imagine what that—think about that. What that, that toll that that would take on your body— 
to to require to have a a safe zone mm-hmm. because you're so sensitive you're offended by such things uh, your body will stress out and you need to go to a safe zone mm-hmm. that's going to ruin your life it's going to end your life by 10 15 years well it's it's akin to the people who must become exhausted when they get up every morning desperate to find something to be offended about <clears throat> true they must just be exhausted right your uh, body can only take so much. What was the example we had of the woman at a hobby store? Oh, balls of cotton that apparently yeah. people use for decorating, decorating ideas. Yeah. Very popular. And and she she said it's uh, she power washed it. She thought it was uh, uh, injurious to uh, people who uh, pick cotton, and and therefore complained and got her two minutes of fame, including on this radio show. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just reminded me of a very um, an extremely funny bit. I was I was working with a gentleman, and he told me uh, he's an African American gentleman, mm-hmm. and he said, "Have you heard the Steve Harvey Morning Show with uh, nephew Tommy prank calls?" <laughs> and I said, "No." He said, "Please listen to this. It's mm-hmm. the, one of the funniest things you'll ever do." Mm-hmm. And a guy that's been out of work for a long time is called as a prank. Mm-hmm. And Tommy, the nephew, uh, is an African-American guy, and he calls this guy and says, we've got a job lined up for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you can you sing? Yeah, I can sing. Can you work uh, in the hot sun? Um, can you work barefoot? Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy says, I can, yeah, well, I can do all that. And he says, oh, great. Well, we're going to be paying you $10 to uh, pick cotton. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy keeps talking. And the guy says, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what you just said? And the car, the call goes on and on, and it is one of the funniest. It's so over the top and absurd. It, it, right, that it's funny. that's why it's funny. Yeah. And he says, "No, we, we pay you. We know we you get paid. You get paid." And the guy says, "I'm," and they end up they're gonna fight. And he goes on a tirade. Yeah. And his girlfriend had set him up, but it is hilariously funny. Uh, that just reminded me of that. I'm gonna take your word for that. Yeah, you're gonna listen to it later on at another point. I noticed this uh, in the paper today, and I did some homework. Uh, small headline in the Star Tribune, Obama to talk climate with mayors. Mm. Uh, Former President Barack Obama is expected to join a gathering of mayors in Chicago to discuss climate change. Wait, he went back to Chicago? Mm -hmm. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel said Obama would join the North American Climate Summit uh, Chicago today. Other mayors are expected to attend, including Ed Lee of San Francisco, Valerie Plante of of Montreal, uh, be Plante, and uh, Miguel Angel Mancara of Mexico City. Hmm. So I looked it up. So the mayors are uh, they're all uh, liberal, uh, and they're getting together in Chicago, Rahm Emanuel's well put together city, right? And they're very worried about climate change. Ah. According to uh, um, uh, HeyJackass.com, which is a very reliable website despite its name, all right. they keep track of uh, crime statistics in Chicago and other cities. Mm-hmm. Year to date, 2,795 people shot and wounded in Chicago. 3,382 people total have been shot and 636 total homicides. But we're going to bring these... Uh, uh, reliable uh, lefties in there, and they're going to fret about the climate. Well, maybe that's what the people shooting each other are upset about. I don't think so. No, you think it's something else? That's it. That's unconscionable. It's it's unconscionable. And uh, what Obama and Emmanuel and the rest of them are proving to be are not very useful idiots. Yeah, uh, ignoring the, the problem. 
which I don't think Obama has ever addressed. Uh, and, and if Emmanuel has addressed it, not enough. You've, mm-hmm. you've got 3,382 people shot in Chicago year to date. Year to date, 636 total homicides, almost 3,000 shot and wounded. But we're going to gather to discuss climate change. <laughs> Doing the work of the people. Which is not a problem. Compared to no, getting shot is a real. That's, that's a, a problem. real problem. That's a problem. Climate change, not a problem. No, not a bit. But it uh, it's what we've come to expect as the political class lives on a parallel rail, and uh, continues to uh, rule from the salon, as it were, and dream up. Oh, I speaking of ruling from the salon, London has a lot of problems. The yeah. mayor, uh, the mayor of London, is a Muslim. And they've just decided. Was the mayor going to the uh, Obama thing or no? No, no. But he's he wants more drinking fountains in London, shades of uh, Minneapolis, uh, because uh, the re- the plastic bottles are not getting recycled enough. Okay. So we need more more drinking fountains. That's London's problem. Is just needing more drinking fountains. After they get that, everything's all set. Why doesn't Garage Logic be back shortly? Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 20 degrees. This update brought to you by Pleasureland RVs. Wild in action tonight out on the West Coast where they will meet Los Angeles. And the number 14 Gopher men's basketball team in action also there on the road at Nebraska. Are they favored in that game? Oh, yeah. Yes. What time is tip? Eight. Eight o'clock? It's an eighter. All right. Russians won't compete in the Pyeongchang Olympics under their own flag if they compete at all. No commies. Following a decision from the International Olympic Committee today, the IOC's executive board announced it has suspended the Russian Olympic Committee, a move that effectively bans the country almost two months before the opening of the Games. They did create a path, though, for individuals to compete as neutral athletes. I wonder if they would be allowed to keep their medals should they win one. Hmm. As neutral athletes? Yeah. I would assume so, right? right. Well, you're the newsman. I'm asking. Russian officials have said the country would boycott if the IOC adopted such a decision, one that was supported by more than three dozen national anti-doping organizations. The IOC sanctioned the country for running a state-sponsored doping system, one which undermined the 2014 Sochi Olympics. The collective action comes as an IOC commission has disqualified 25 Russian athletes from Sochi, resulting in the loss of... 11 medals. What if they're Russian, but they maybe they identify as German? Yeah, maybe can't they use that one? Don't put it past them. Yeah. All right. Red Bull Crash Ice Racing Series coming back to St. Paul. It'll happen January 19th and 20th. What do you mean coming back? It's here all the time. Seven years now. This will be the seventh one. <laughs> Is this the seventh already? It's a yeah. spectacle. Wow. Is yeah. it still, though? I mean, I know the first one was massive, but do a lot of people still show up? It's a great event. Unfortunately, you can't see it. It just, uh, it's a great event to stand around. Would you ever want to go, go down the track alone, you know, like on skates, Not, kind of stopping? Are you years ago, mind? I would have done it, but right now I don't trust my knees. Got it. That's, isn't this the event where we got the picture of you in the hat, Joe? Oh, yes. yeah. 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 Where you look like Scott Farkas. A bum. <laughs> yeah. Well, did my best. It happens. You look like you were on a walk. <laughs> right. Uh, you you drove, you parked somewhere, and then you went on a I walk. I parked damn near a Dale Street and walked down Summit. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen this year, January 19th and 20th. The track, 1,600 feet long. Lots of ice, of course, turns, vertical and banked walls, and all a 12-story drop in front of the Cathedral of St. Paul. Rookie, New- take that video down. Is that what I hear giggling about? What's, what's going funny. on here? It's a, uh, a high-diving fail that somebody sent me. Well, I, I think you need to pay attention to the show. I am. All right. It's it's those two that can't. Uh, I see. Me, I can compartmentalize. I'm trying to read my news. They keep hearing people giggle. <laughs> news notes from today. Demolition work expected to begin today on the site of the explosion at Minnehaha Academy's upper campus has been delayed now because of the weather. That from the school's facilities director, Kurt Bjorlin. An entry on the Minnehaha Academy blog on the school's website last week said the school had secured the necessary permits from the city and that crews would be working to remove debris from the site. After they do get the debris removed, destroyed portions of the building will be torn down. The Orleans said actual demolition could begin next week, weather permitting. That August 2nd blast killed two people and destroyed part of a building. Um, did you guys, uh, completely unrelated, did you guys see the video of the Silver Dome from yesterday? Yes. They failed on the first attempt to implode it. <laughs> they can't even get can't that even right. It. Did a they bus get in front? It. Did a bus drive no. right in front of it? No, <laughs> but, so they have the crowd rock, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, waiting for it. Just like they did here for yeah. the Dome. And you see all the detonations take off around the building, and nothing happens. Nothing happened. It stays up. <laughs> they had to try no. it again. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> they had one job. One job. <laughs> Blow the building up. You had one job. <laughs> a fun nowhere. job at that. Well, then they talked to the, uh, whatever you call it. The, the Probably the foreman. The structural guy. He's yeah. in charge. He says, well, they all went off, but the problem is you got to rely on gravity to take over. And I, That's oh, your job. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So the lawmakers will have to fill a projected $188 million budget deficit next year. State officials releasing an economic forecast today showing the deficit at the end of the current two-year budget cycle. That deficit would grow to roughly $586 million. I thought we were rolling in dough. Weren't we the last one? Mm-hmm. I thought the last one said we're, we're doing well. This uh, comes after the string of budget surpluses we just talked about and more than $650 million in tax breaks passed by the legislature earlier this year. The state's economic officials expected to explain the deficit at a uh, press conference this afternoon. But the estimate comes with uh, other caveats like massive unknowns with tax, break, uh, tax breaks that are moving through Congress and how that will impact the national economy. The woman accused of driving the vehicle that hit and killed a Wyzetta police officer on September 8th was due in court today, but her next hearing was postponed until January 18th. Beth Freeman has been charged with two counts of criminal vehicular homicide, one count of driving after cancellation of her driver's license. Officer Bill Matthews was hit and killed on U.S. Highway 12 as he was picking up debris off the road. According to the criminal complaint against Freeman, field sobriety tests were not administered until around an hour and 15 minutes after the vehicle she was driving hit Matthews, whom the Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office said died from multiple blunt force injuries. Those tests allegedly indicated the influence of a controlled substance was evident. Those signs reportedly included an elevated pulse, constricted pupils, and difficulty counting backward. And this was in the morning? Yeah, it was or noonish. It was yes. around noon, yes. yes. It also alleged a search warrant was obtained for her vehicle, and that search turned up drug paraphernalia from the passenger glove compartment that tested positive for the presence of cocaine. The complaint also alleges that in a post-Miranda interview, Freeman admitted to talking on her phone and getting text messages prior to the incident. Fire issues again in California. Howling Santa Ana winds pushing a wildfire from rural hills into parts of the Southern California city of Ventura overnight with explosive speed, destroying dozens of buildings and forcing thousands of people to evacuate. 
By this morning, that fire had burned about 45,000 acres in 13 hours, and some homes were ablaze in the northern part of Ventura, a city of more than 100,000 people along the Pacific coastline. Fast-moving fire forced sheriff's deputies to knock on doors to warn residents to evacuate. About 150 buildings, including homes and an evacuated Ventura hospital, had been destroyed by early this morning. 45,000 acres is about three Lake Minnetonkas, which is nothing in, come back. in a state the size of California, except it's full of people. Oh. Yeah. Patagonia, maker of outdoor apparel and other gear known for its advocacy on environmental issues, is denouncing President Trump for that decision to shrink two national monuments in Utah. The company said in a stark white lettering on a black background, the president stole your land. Yvonne Chouinard is Patagonia's founder. He also vowed to sue the president in an interview with CNN yesterday. Patagonia not alone in publicly protesting that move. Outdoor gear retailers REI and the North Face also released less strident statements protesting the announcement and directing customers on how to protest the move. There's also a lawsuit from several Native American tribes involved in this, including... I think by the time the Indians get done suing that maybe this won't take. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Native American tribes, the Hopi and the Navajo Nation, both suing. They argue the administration doesn't have the right to shrink the monuments under the 1906 Antiquities Act. A second suit by 10 other groups, including the Grand Canyon Trust and Sierra Club, claims the president can't legally revoke the site's monument status. The FBI agent who was removed after allegations of anti-Trump text messages was responsible for softening language about former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in the FBI's investigation into her private email server. Peter Stroke, who led the investigation into Clinton's use of a private email server while Secretary of State, changed the language in former FBI Director James Comey's description of how Clinton handled classified info, according to U.S. officials. Strosk changed Comey's earlier draft language describing Clinton's actions as grossly, uh, grossly negligent to extremely careless. That change has significant legal implications since gross negligence in handling classified information can carry criminal penalties. In his July 2016 statement about the investigation, Comey said, Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. Ostrowsk was dismissed from special counsel Robert Mueller's team after he was suspected of sending politically sensitive text messages that appeared to mock the president. He now works in the FBI's Human Resources Department. It's, it's a story I wish would just go away. What? Um, the, the, the Hillary stuff kind of has yeah. gone away. The, in, you know, finding out, getting dirt on her. It just, I don't know what they can you make of it. want to move on, don't yeah, you? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. And McDonald's is bringing back its dollar menu, sort of. The fast food giant rolling out a new menu that includes $1 items, but unlike the old popular dollar menu that it uh, got rid of a few years ago, this one includes more costly items as well. The new menu, which wait, McDonald's... Wait. It's a dollar menu. It's like a one, two, three dollar menu now. It's In fact, it's called the one, two, three dollar menu now. The huh. fast food chain. That's interesting. What is, what is the reason for one, two, three? Well, because some items ice. are two dollars. So you enough. can get a meal oh, for three bucks three or two bucks oh, or a okay. buck. Or a buck. Sense. You can get items for any of hey, those amounts. Really quick, uh, I, I, I don't recall this, but uh, loyal listener Terry's at saying before we mocked Detroit, remember that the Met Center refused to go down in 94. Did we have trouble blowing oh, that up? I don't recall. Yes, I do. don't either. I don't yes, recall. we did. I remember that. The Metropolitan Sports Center? Yes. I don't recall that. 
That that was the end of that sentence. <laughs> All right. I think that's the end of John's news because he's not talking. Got so, the dollar menu that costs two dollars. Weather. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. 2.1 inches of snow officially at the airport. The most we could find was over in Barron, Wisconsin. They had four inches there. But generally speaking, about two to three inches across most of the metro into western Wisconsin overnight last night. And then today, just partly cloudy, some flurries around. Uh, Temperatures pretty much steady around 20. That's where we stand right now. But heading for a low tonight down to 10 above. Wind chill still on the low side, down to 0 to 10 below. That's thanks to northwest winds, 15 to 25 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, a little less windy tomorrow, but still cold, 22. 20 on Thursday, partly cloudy skies. But then on Friday, an Alberta clipper comes through. Could spread some light snow. A couple of inches not out of the question. 22 on Friday. And then Saturday, partly cloudy skies, 23. Up to 30 on Sunday. That's the warmest day of the weekend. A little bit of light snow coming along with that warmer air. Monday, though, another cold front comes through. Temperatures start to drop. 26 on Monday, 16 for the high temperature on Tuesday as the Arctic air settles in. Some flurries and wind-blown conditions then as well. 20 right now, Joe, heading for a low of 10. And I have the records for the day. Well, before that, let me ask you, when are we going to get above freezing with sun? Because this stuff can't be shoveled. This is just ice. Yeah, I know. It's a brick hard. Um, Above freezing with sunshine, I don't see it. Okay. Then we're here. This stuff's here till April. <laughs> it's pretty brick hard out there. Yeah. 20 right now. Uh, records for the day. December 5. 63. 63. In 2001. In 2001. 14 below zero. 14 below. 1873. 1873. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, emailers are weighing in on the lake detective. Uh, frequent, How so? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you. My guy has not been stumped. Well, I'll get to that. Frequent emailer Tom Wilson writes, the law that the late detective was trying to come up with was the Bernoulli effect in which a fluid will move faster as the channel along which it is moving narrows. I actually remember learning this in a high school auto shop, I suppose having something to do with the movement of fuel in a carburetor. Uh, Okay. Okay. The Bernoulli effect. And... uh, uh, Kevin writes, I would never dispute the findings of the lake detective, and I am sure he is completely accurate regarding lake currents. I do see something that may also contribute to thin ice under bridges. When snowmobiling under overpasses on lakes, I notice that the snow from the road above it in many cases gets plowed over the rails and ends up on the ice below. As you know, in Minnesota, that would include the chemicals that they put on the road. I'm sure that doesn't help the thin ice situation. That's not a bad point. Neither of these uh, correspondence uh, correspondences should be construed as a challenge uh, to the lake detective. They are merely observations. I am uh, the self-appointed protector of the lake detective's brand, and he remains never stumped. Ever. These are just uh, hail fellows well met who are adding some uh, additional information, the Bernoulli effect, and possibly this salt from the snow that gets plowed over the side of the road. Yes, those can be contributing factors. But the lake detective had it nailed when he said the uh, the uh, narrowed the narrowed the constriction results in the water moving somewhat more quickly, and thus the thinner ice. I accept that uh, the lake detective's uh, theory. And it's not even a theory anymore. It's fact. Oh, well, if he says it, it's, I, it's it, fact. It's fact. Yeah. It's fact. Uh, Johnny had it in his news. Minnesota is facing a projected 
$188 million budget shortfall in the current two-year budget, according to state figures released today. Uh-huh. Quit spending money, then. However, the state has access to a rainy day fund of $1.6 billion. So don't let these Isn't highway nice? thieves tell you that they got to come to your pocket. Isn't that nice to have that in reserve? Mm-hmm. That's an amount that could easily cover the gap if state lawmakers and Governor Dayton decide to tap into it. State economics officials today released the latest economic forecast, a seasonal report that estimates revenues and spending based on changing economic conditions. Among those changes, reduced economic growth forecast and impacts of laws enacted during the 2017 legislative session. The proposed federal tax bill currently being worked on in Congress has added to the uncertainty of the state's financial picture, officials said. The forecast also projects a shortfall of $586 million for the 2020-2021 biennium. Why? Minnesota law requires a balanced state budget, so lawmakers in Dayton will have to plug the $188 million hole one way or the other this spring. The most likely responses would be to tap into that rainy day fund, formerly known as the Budget Reserve Fund. Aha. Or cut spending from the 2017-2018 budget that already has been enacted. Minnesota adopts two-year budgets, so the task facing leaders will be how to adjust the current spending plan. Spend less. See, that's the, the current spending plan is the problem. Political parties and candidates from all sides are likely attempt, likely to attempt to use Tuesday's news to criticize opponents. In fact, that has already begun this morning with statements <laughs> being issued by partisan groups. Another forecast will be put out in Feb or early March. The legislature this year convenes Feb 20. Okay. I had something else on this. Just a moment. We got the rainy day fund, so don't come to me anymore. Don't don't come. One point three billion, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is grim news heading into Dayton's last year in office after years of budget surpluses, and the outlook is clouded by pending tax changes coming out of Washington, which aren't good for a lot of people. Right. Uh, the legislature is due back Feb twenty, even before the forecast was released. Officials were warning that that it would be of limited value. Uh, we just can't get we can't get it straight. If you if you cut spending and you can't do everything for everybody, let the private sector take care of a lot of that stuff, and it will be uh, watched over and it will be successful. Mm-hmm. Are you sleep deprived? No, not today. <laughs> not too much. Not today. Not too much. Yeah. A little, a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. That light show really drained me. It really took a lot of energy. Uh, I was really excited about it. And then by the end of the time, I was, this this was physically draining to watch two hours of this. These were people uh, competing to see who could have a more splendid display than the next person. Yeah, ABC. And they're very creative. A lot of them are nerdy. Uh, A lot of them are. Theme problems? Any theme problems? A lot of theme problems. But again, the one in Texas. Water skiing, penguin, stuff like that. Exactly. Gingerbread house, Santa train, that kind of thing. It's very. well, at least, at least that's Christmassy. Water skiing penguins have nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, that's true, um, but they have also... I saw that on the one and only light tour I ever went on, and we'll never go on another one. Is that the one in the limo? Yeah, where the windows were fogged up. 
So you didn't even know where you were. You know, that's the more people you get in a limo, yeah. the more foggy the, the windows are going to be, so you can't see it. Of it course. Was, it was really, <laughs> yes. it was foggy. You know, I'm telling you, it was foggy. How foggy was well, it? It was so foggy, it, you might as well have been looking outside of a pickle jar. <laughs> Go for basketball tonight at Nebraska and Wild or at the King. Well, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Isn't Dark Cooper in net for the King? Could be. Oh, wow. That's a 9 o'clock start. Oof. And the Gopher That's a men's. school night. It really is. And the Gopher men's basketball is an 8 o'clock start. And uh, the Vikings remain on the road. They're at Carolina Sunday. Huh. At noon. Okie doke. It has not been flexed. Might that be? No, they uh, they uh, they announced it last week. I think they have to make it two weeks in advance. Oh, it has not been flexed. Well, what would it have been flexed to? The Sunday night could game? could have been the Sunday night game. I forget which game they picked instead. Well, they haven't had very many good ones. I'm gonna tell you that. No. Last night was great. If you wanted to see the lions eating people, meaning lions as in animals, as in Rome, as in the Colosseum. Right. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 20.